0: welcome back to the mountains and the sea where we choose a high and a low from each and every prince album every other week i'm christy and this is josh and today today we have the purple medley for you
1: a medley in the color purple that's right it was more
0: plus more plus more we've got the purple medley and the full length version yep the edit yep Kirky J's B-side remix. Kirk you know, Jay's. I do I'm the sorry. same thing.
1: I wrote it that way. Yeah. Because sometimes he's referred to as Kirky J, uh-huh. but on this one he's Kirky Kirk J. Jay. Yeah. He, a little he, less cute in this remix. He,
0: yes. He lives in my brain as Kirky J. We've got that. We've got the video for that. Well, there are a couple versions of the video. For the, the Purple Medley. For the right. Purple Medley. Yes. Then we have remixes that yes. may or may not have been part of Kirk J's B-Side remix.
1: They were definitely done by Kirk J and then probably influenced, I think is how you put it, which I agree yeah. with, his work on uh, his quote-unquote B-Sides remix. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, but those include Pop Life and Head and Alphabet Street that yeah. we're going to take a listen to.
0: And then we've got a couple songs from Playtime for... Versace.
1: Yes. That, yeah. um, Stone
0: and Playtime. Yes. Those are the ones that didn't get released other places, right? Uh,
1: in one form or another, there is right. a bootleg of play, Playtime for Versace in circulation that has versions of songs that were released that are a little bit different, particularly like Soul Sanctuary and some others that are slightly different than the released versions. But these are the two that have not been released in any shape or form. And we thought, when better to include them than in our epically long 1994 <laughs> 1995 prince podcast series
0: yes it has been epically long but i have loved it because i, know, I love the 90s you
1: are, you are happy hanging out here
0: that's right i am and i'm sure we'll get to those other songs that were on playtime for versace yes we will when we get to those songs they're we'll them there yeah, yeah so that way we can talk about uh lyrics and things like that More in depth when we're actually talking about those songs at their time of official release.
1: Yes. Yeah. And as Prince would say, I hope you like surprises. (laughs) You don't want to do it all at once, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's way more fun this way. It is. Yeah. So this was a standalone single, The Purple Medley was. Right. And it included the full version of The Purple Medley, the edit, and Kirk J's B-side remix all on a... My, I, yeah. It's like it's a not maxi not
1: signal. I'll call it a maxi single. I,
0: I, I mean, the f- first song's 11 minutes long. So I mean, the
1: entire thing is, what, 11 plus 7 is 18 plus 3. It's more than 21, 22 minutes long. Yeah. So, me, that's, so that's, a, that's maxi. That's like a little EP. Yeah. 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 And not associated with an album in any way, shape, or form.
0: Though it did coincide with the... European tour start.
1: Yeah, which was called the ultimate live experience. I bet it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the release date for this too. It was released on March 6th, 1995 which is the same day as the Undertaker VHS and the same day as the Sacrifice of Victor VHS which we covered before. So on March 6th, 1995 when Prince is in virtual seclusion in the public eye he's got a A mashup of his own music released and two different videos, and he's kicking off a European month-long tour. Right. Yeah, that's seclusion.
0: So I'm not quite sure. I couldn't really find for sure anywhere that said that the AMA performance the American Music Awards performance of the Purple Medley, right. if that was like the first time, because that was January 30th, 1995, and this was released March 6th, 1995. Yeah. So was makes, that the
1: first time that that yeah, was heard? I, I, I mean, you asked me, and I said, well, I would guess so. I don't recall knowing about it before then, but that was also 20
0: yeah, it years was, ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: 20, 10. 25 years ago, 24 years ago, a quarter century ago, (laughs) your honor, I have no recollection, (laughs) (laughs) but you're right. It was, I think we could probably safely say that was definitely the first public, I'd say performance, but it was really kind of lip sync dancey.
0: It was. And Prince wasn't even on stage for the whole purple medley part of it. He showed up when they started material from the gold experience. He jumped up. To yeah, he Billy came Jack, out of a bitch,
1: blanket, and did the splits. And yeah, there he was. it's amazing. Magically. We talked about yeah. that
0: actually back when we were talking about the videos from the Gold Experience. Right. But I will absolutely post a link to that again on our social media Worth because revisiting. oh, it's at lip sync, but it's maybe my f- absolute favorite lip sync performance ever because he's chewing gum and he's so funny and he does an excellent job. But he's making no bones about the fact that he's not singing. Yeah. And it's like, funny, but mm-hmm. still really well done.
1: Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it was not mailed in in any way, shape or form. It was just delivered in a way of a little bit of defiance. But his dance moves were stellar.
0: On point. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to find a link to that, you can find us on social media. Let's get this out of the way early.
1: Ooh, man. Real <laughs> early. Do it.
0: You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. That's the mountains and the sea. You can find us on Facebook, the mountains and the sea, a Prince podcast, or you can send me an email, TMATS at gmail.com.
1: So before we move on, we said that the release of the Purple Medley was seemed to be timed with the beginning of the ultimate live experience tour in Europe in 1995, which started on March 3rd, 1995 and ran through March 30th. Um, It was primarily throughout England, but had stops in Scotland and the Netherlands and Belgium and Ireland. And I went back to Prince Vault and did a count for myself. Okay. Uh, Since it had the word ultimate in it, I thought it deserved a little scrutiny. (laughs) Uh, They did 20 shows in a period of 27 days.
0: Ultimate, man. That is
1: crazy. But despite being the quote-unquote ultimate, live experience it largely ignored prince recordings except for the b-side i love you and me from the batman era and the song pink cashmere which was relatively newly released at the time even though it was recorded like in 87 88 Um, and everything else that was performed was from come and the gold experience so they had this single that was almost like a retrospective of prince music released to coincide with his European tour that mainly focused on his new material and ignored back catalog stuff. Yeah, that's fun. So it's kind of an interesting, I don't know.
0: A dichotomy? Don't
1: forget, this guy has been around forever and has great hits even though you won't hear them in Europe (laughs) during the month of March. But he's
0: got new stuff to share with you. Yep. Yeah, so... (laughs) It's not exactly false advertising.
1: It's not. It's just... Uh, but if you were you know, going you, to
0: hear his hits, you were going to be
1: disappointed. You Well, I bet you would be disappointed that you didn't hear the hits, but probably pretty amazed at the show.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, at least I hope you were. What? If you were there, if you saw any of the Ultimate Live Experience tour, let us know.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we would love to hear from you. So here's something that's interesting about the Purple Medley. Some of the... Songs that are included are clips, but a lot of them are re-recording.
1: I think all of it is re-recorded. Oh, I don't think really? any of it is uh, using previously thought, uh, recorded vocal tracks okay. or anything. It is a new recording from start to finish, musically and oh, re-sung. I
0: thought there was a couple of like samples of musical instrumentation that were used. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Well, well, let's talk about those as we go along. But to my knowledge and to my ear, I I believe, I would say, aside from probably the Bat Dance intro, which was used as it was recorded... That
0: was sampled.
1: That was sampled, but I didn't recognize any other samples throughout this 11 minute and one second retrospective of Prince in the studio mashing up his own work.
0: Well, and that was... He was on an effort to re-record a lot of his back catalogs so that he could have new masters, Yes, he was going to claim
1: complete ownership of his music. That was his initial thought was, well, I don't own my master recordings, but I own a recording studio and I can re-record them myself and make these the ones that are more valuable than the originals, I think was his thinking at the time anyway. And this may have been a first exercise in that going back and you know re-recording them but
0: Well, you can definitely hear some of the maturity. Yeah. You know that weren't with some of these original
1: tracks. Yeah, and I think that's the problem that a lot of Prince followers had at the time was that, you know, what they loved about the old recordings was that he was in a different place emotionally and age-wise and mentally and a lot of that raw you know, unfettered, I want to shock you kind of Prince was out of his system by the time 1994 rolled around. So some of that dirty innocence that he had when he recorded some of those original songs Mm -hmm. was gone.
0: Yeah. Eh, Anyway.
1: Yeah. I love fan and DJ made mashups of Prince songs, the Mm -hmm. mega mixes that go on for 30 minutes and kind of meld into one another. But what you get with those typically is a DJ or, you know, fan who is a DJ who has the ability to mix songs together, kind of maybe put a beat behind them and mesh them together. But it's using the original recordings. What makes this one special is it's, by this time, if it was recorded in 1994, it's really the artist formerly known as Prince's mashup of Prince songs done by re-recording them yeah. from scratch. Re-recorded music and lyrics primarily throughout the entire thing. Yeah. So... This will be an interesting walkthrough for you and me. We listened to it separately, made our notes separately. I counted what I call 24 distinctive sections of the Purple Medley. And I know that you had, we talked about how many different songs did you hear in this? And we were pretty close in a number.
0: Yeah. Yes, we were. And I had a little help from the internet to make my list. I'm oh, sure yeah. you did not, but I
1: you, I did. Right. I tried to avoid the internet when I was going through and listening to this song and sitting down and making my notes about what I hear in each section. So right. If you want to kick it off, we can compare notes. Sure. Not competitively. Just no. let's see what we heard. Well, I mean, I'll defer to you, but... No, I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong every day.
0: <laughs> I woke all. up
1: wrong. <laughs>
0: you, what? <laughs> what? Um. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about the full length version first and then the edit. All right. So
1: starts off pretty easy.
0: Shall we talk about what songs we heard and then we'll talk about transitions and mashups and
1: things just start from the beginning okay and go through it i say
0: okay well that's fine too there's bat dance yes which i think is that's
1: what i'm saying it was a softball to start off with <laughs> right i agree with you here i think this is uh, think the- exact reuse of portions of the song okay it's not re-recorded right did you notice what was missing though there are the portions of the bat dance song used in this intro in the album version have Jack Nicholson's dialogue oh, yeah. in it. And here it's been removed, which my guess is not because Prince didn't want to feature Jack Nicholson's dialogue, <laughs> but because there's all kinds of legal copyright stuff that goes on behind the Batman motion picture soundtrack. Um, so I'm guessing that his dialogue was removed because Jack had a pretty tight deal for Batman oh, and I'm still sure. makes money off of it to y- this day. Yeah. No lyrics, just uh, the re-recorded or the using, use of the sample of that song until Prince says, keep bustin'.
0: Yeah, which when I listen to this, I sing those Jack Nicholson parts in my head to Do myself.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. They're missing and they're so <laughs> they're, noticeable. They're missing, but Noticeably they're still missing.
0: there. I mean, they're there in my brain. You can't take them out of my brain. I'll have to pay <laughs> Jack Nicholson out of my brain if I don't want to.
1: No, I think, I think Jack's fine. He'll be okay.
0: He'll he'll be all right. And then it rolls into When Doves Cry. And that's the next one that I read that there was sample musical samples from When Doves Cry.
1: No. I do not hear them. To me, it sounds re recorded completely because you're missing the. Totally distinctive Lindrums. Right. There's a version of it that's kind of buried behind beat that's going on the okay. drums, but I did not hear.
0: Well, and the saw Reeves. sounds are different.
1: Yeah. Like the. Oh yeah.
0: For sure. Which yeah. I thought. Which I noticed. I was like, yeah. "Ooh, those Ooh. are those are more yep. contemporary saws." Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> you don't get Prince's voice doing that. You know. Eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's not doing that, and this is very. You know you just kind of get the first verse through you know dig if you will the picture of you and i engaged in a kiss kiss yeah it's the this next was something one. he did a lot yeah which he transferred from the song that was song an kiss. excellent
0: transition there were a, a number of really interesting transitions between songs i think it was really really well done and this was the first one that i'd made a you note about, note. Yeah, yeah, that they use the lyrics to transition from one to the next.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a jarring transition, but it makes sense because you're using a word from a lyric in one song to transfer to the title of the next song, yeah. which is always fun. So you get about 22 seconds of mm-hmm. kiss by my count Yeah, um, before you get a very distinctive bass line to...
0: Erotic City. Very good. Yep.
1: Um, So that's very short also. It's like from 52 seconds to about a minute, seven seconds.
0: Mm -hmm. And then it has another good transition. Yeah. Maybe we can make some time. How'd you like to waste some time with Darling Nikki?
1: Yes. The use of the word time is very good. Um, Yeah. So you get kind of the frantic part of Darling Nikki Uh is the most call frantic part of the medley thus yeah. far as you get this kind of rush through Darling Nikki from a minute and eight seconds to about a minute and 25 seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get 1999.
1: Yeah, you get the recognizable
0: opening part in yeah. the
1: spoken Don't Worry. Uh-huh. I guess if you're looking for samples, this is where I'd agree to that these okay. were samples of okay. the original that, track.
0: Yeah, that sounds...
1: But it is over new music. Right. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So you just get that part, you just get the do uh-huh. and the, you know, eerie future monster voice telling you not to be scared because <laughs> he just wants to have a good time. Yep. Which is creepy in itself <laughs> and a good reason to be scared. <laughs>
0: And then that rolls into Baby, I'm a Star.
1: Yes, it does. From, what, a minute 40 to two minutes and six seconds, we get uh, all new music and re-sung chorus, basically, for Baby, I'm a Star. Yeah, so fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. I really love the high note run on guitar that's right at the one minute and 40 second mark. It kind of starts high and then comes down just as... You have to really listen to it to hear it, but it's all part of... What Prince is buried in this mega mix that um, the more you listen to it closely, the more you can pick out as wow, that's really cool. Uh
0: Yeah, there's so many layers to this. Yep. It's, yeah. We get a full, get some lyrics and a full chorus Mm -hmm. for Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah. So this is where he really kind of starts to stretches legs in a particular song.
1: That's very true. Um, This is the longest stretch by my count so far. It's like 2 minutes and 6 seconds to 2 minutes and 40 seconds. So you get like 34, 35 seconds of Diamonds and Pearls. And when Baby I'm I'm a Star comes to a stop, there's this kind of sound (laughs) that comes with the slowdown for the first ballad in Uh the mashup that I think is really, really kind of fun. Yeah. It's almost like a record stop, but it's not.
0: Yeah. And then... I love that this is where, he, you know, he's not going in order. And Chronologically I, I do think, yeah, it's not chronological order, which I really appreciate too. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we know when Doves Cry comes before Bat Dance and, right. you know, it's all that focus stuff. But on it's the,
1: the 80s, but yes, not in chronological order. Right? right.
0: And then we get Diamonds and Pearls, and then we're back to Purple Rain. So it's yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. I appreciated how it was weaving thematically true rather than chronologically
1: yeah i don't know if that was something that prince had issue with too because even when you look at packages like the hits and the b-sides those aren't ordered chronologically either he's never had a greatest hits release that's been in chronological order it's always kind of been well what what sequence sounds best yeah which which i
0: really appreciate because i can i can totally empathize with the Desire to go in order and show a progression. Yeah. But I think it's very interesting to not do that. To Especially... have this, maybe. I never really thought about that. maybe that's why we skip around in this podcast
1: oh, we're influenced by <laughs> Prince's notion that we, time is a trick
0: that's right. Yeah. Time is a flat circle, and we are right. just I'm just now realizing that you know almost two years into our podcast, that it
1: could also be yes you're, <laughs> yes, maybe maybe that is why we're doing it this way. <laughs> maybe it is but Um, obviously Prince had an issue with time, um, time being a trick and he tried to avoid it. But I also think with an artist like him, yes, of course, his albums came out in an order, but the order in which he recorded songs as they appeared on albums is not the same as when the albums was released. A lot of these things are interwoven and were recorded years before, maybe re-recorded. So in his mind, all of these things are his and they're probably this fluid thing that, you know, keeps going on in his mind throughout this thing
0: growing and changing as he does.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's looking at new ways to approach them, not just because of his desire to be creative, but to keep it fresh and for, you know, doing, for example, 20 shows in 27 days (laughs) and not getting so darn sick of your own songs. Yeah. This keeps it all very fresh. Yeah. I also wanted to mention before we move on to purple rain, when diamonds and pearls comes to an end, there's this multi-layered harmony with him singing "My love," and I'm uh-huh. going to ruin it. Yeah. "My love," <laughs> yeah. as the song completely stops at two minutes and thirty-seven seconds before purporine starts up. That's really, really nice. Where he's like got multiple layers of his own voice and a deeper register that you don't get an awful lot of with e- Prince. Yeah, relatively speaking, Right.
2: You is mine.
1: Very cool.
0: And then we get like the whole first verse of Purple Rain. Yeah. Uh, then, very
1: slow, but he sings it a little quicker rain. than in the song. Yeah. Right? It's a little pushed tempo wise. Yeah, that's fair. Partly to keep up with, you know, this is clearly a break in the song. We're at the, whatever, three minute mark almost now.
0: 240, yes. 240.
1: So yes, it does provide kind of a, a breather after a run through of seven, eight of his
0: Yes, yeah. And then we get Let's Go Crazy,
1: just yeah. for just, like
0: 10 seconds, 11, 12 seconds.
1: Yes, so it's a spoken intro, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. you don't get any of the lyrics or the chorus. You get his sermon, right. Dearly Beloved.
0: We're gathered, We're gathered here. here
1: today to get through this thing we call life. <laughs> That's all you get. Uh-huh. Of Let's Go Crazy. Yep. And then... Um, and it's kind of over a beat also.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Runs right into the next song. Yep. Sexy dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
0: Yeah. We get a lot of sexy dancer. We do like
1: thirty-two seconds or so. Yeah. My my notes say three minutes and seven seconds to three minutes and forty-nine seconds. You get a lot of this song, and just like the album version of the song, like basically all you need to know is, "Sexy dancer, I want your body, want your body, (laughs) sexy dancer." Dance, and that's most of the album's track, and that's most of what we get here, too. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: but I thought it was interesting that he spent so much time on that because that's not us, that's one of the songs that's maybe a little lesser known.
1: Yeah, it was the first song that had an actual long version that got released, though, right. so it might also be mm. a nod to that. Here I am making a mashup of my greatest hits, so let me take you way back to album number two Mm -hmm. and my first you know single that had a long version that got released there's a great instrumental part from like three minutes and 26 seconds to three minutes and 42 seconds that i think is what you're saying is Mm -hmm. like there's a nice little focus on the instrumentation from the song
0: yeah yeah and then that goes into let's
1: work work it baby (laughs) (laughs) This is probably my favorite part of this entire song. Oh, really? When sexy dancer kind of melts down into "Let's Work," uh-huh. I think his resung lyrics here and his falsetto and even more upbeat music than the album version on "Controversy" is great. And we get a lot of this too. We get like fifty seconds of "Of Let's Work."
0: Yeah. What's work is great. It's just such a fun. Uh, he revisited a lot. He did yep. played it a lot in concerts and yes, he did. I mean it was just fun. Yeah. It's a you know the innuendo is there but yeah. It's still kind of fit with his ideology all through his life really.
1: Yeah, especially the lyrics of Come on and take my hand. It's not about a let's just do it. There's like a relationship there and there's meaning behind it. Yeah, We haven't talked about controversy yet in our podcast, so I look forward to doing it because that's one of my favorite Um, Prince songs. Also has a great long version Mm -hmm. remix with Prince and was originally called Let's Rock and was changed to Let's Work.
0: Oh, I think that was Mm -hmm. smart. It was smart. And then we get a really cool mashup.
1: Yes, we do. I'm I'm tracking right with you. (laughs) I agree. I concur. (laughs)
0: Irresistible bitch and sexy mf.
1: Yes, I would have not ever have thought to put these two songs oh, together.
0: No, but it was masterful.
1: It is. It's the sexy mf music uh, yeah. re-recorded. Yeah. But over the top of it, he's singing the first verse to irresistible bitch. Uh-huh. And behind that, that
0: is you, sexy mother. Yes. And then they stop. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he also is singing sexy, sexy uh-huh. behind yeah. the irresistible bitch well, yeah. lyrics. So it's at like 4 minutes and 39 seconds to 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it almost isn't enough. Yep. Could have gone for more of that.
0: Yep. But then we get another mashup of I want to be your lover and kiss.
1: Yes. I have them listed separately, but you're right. Um, kinda, it's interesting kinda that kinda you revisit. are kind of together a little bit. kiss again. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like, ooh, kiss has already been in there once and he's giving, it, giving us just another little taste. Yeah,
1: exactly. I it's a
0: callback.
1: Yeah. Again, it's a callback and a callback. (laughs) So many layers. I thought that I Want to Be Your Lover is lovely. It's re-sung. It's a great Um, re-recording. He sings it through. I Want to Be the Only One You Come For. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: it's probably... Gets my vote for being the most faithful to the original mm. song. Yeah, he hasn't mixed anything up too much, aside from as it goes into that instrumental part that has the little guitar lick from Kiss in it, from like five minutes and thirty-nine seconds to five minutes and fifty-three seconds. Mm-hmm. And no lyrics from Kiss. Just nope, just a little guitar part.
0: Yeah, that's super recognizable.
1: It is yeah. very recognizable if you know princess music, then it sticks out like a sore thumb.
0: Well, why are you listening to this? You're not.
1: I know. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: familiar with Prince's music, you're not going to enjoy it as much if you don't know the songs. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, there's plenty to enjoy here whether you know the songs or not. But...
1: Yeah. Yep, there is. You'd there appreciate is. it more. If you know the originals, then this one has... Um, It's super fun It's a lot more fun Yes Yep
0: And then it rolls into Alphabet Street
1: Yes Yes We get the great rhythm guitar From Alphabet Street Mm Re-recorded But it's still Super cool
0: And it's interesting It's part of the first verse And part of the third verse And not the chorus
1: Right Yeah Yeah Which I think is fun You're right Yeah You're right It's selected parts of Alphabet Street It's part of the block Yeah As you drive down the street Um my fa- although I love the rhythm guitar part from Alphabet Street, the original and the one here, my favorite part of this is the reuse of the kind of rubbery sounding scratching effect from the album version, which almost sounds like laughing or snickering okay. at like six minutes and seven seconds after he says, she'll walk me from my head to my feet. And then there's this little... <laughs> oring, oring, oring. And he sings the yeah, 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 yeah part. Uh-huh. Right in there, there's this little rubbery scratchy sound that is... an an effect that's used in um, the album version after the single version ends, but it's redone. And to me, it just kind of sounds like laughing. Yeah. Like I'm having a good time.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you're supposed to have a good time on alphabet street. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the whole point.
1: Yeah. When Prince would play alphabet street live, a lot of times he would joke, I like country music too. (laughs) Uh, and he gives us a little bit of country from uh six minutes and 22 seconds to six minutes and 25 seconds right before cat's part talk to me lover come and tell me which taste uh-huh. there is a little country part in there that always makes me think of him singing uh uh-huh. to a crowd uh-huh. i like country music too <laughs> <laughs> This is this whole section of Alphabet Street is great to stop and listen to the guitar stuff that's going on throughout this entire song. It's really awesome. Yeah. Really, really awesome. A little buried, so you have it, which is typical in Prince Music to bury some of his guitar stuff, um, but really worth trying to hone in and listen to. Very cool.
0: And then we have Thieves in the Temple.
1: Yes, we get just the chorus yeah. of Thieves in the Temple. Yeah, It's really like, like a super tease, fast. Super, yeah. super fast. Like I'm going to give you 10 or 11 seconds of, of Thieves in the Temple.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we get the bass line from 7779311. Yeah.
1: Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, wow, thank you, the, Internet, for
0: help for that. that. <laughs> oh, did you, did you
1: go out looking? Yeah, I
0: needed a little assistance. I'm yeah. like, what is that? I know that.
1: Yeah, da-dum-dum-dum-dum. Yep. da dum 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 so that's a real Teasy part from like 6 minutes And 49 seconds to 6 minutes and 52 seconds those 3 seconds are probably The shortest snippet of a song In the whole medley mm-hmm. But yeah very it's a standout Part and it rolls right into
0: A Love Bazaar From 6 minutes
1: and 53 seconds To 7 minutes and 11 Seconds um, Again fairly Faithful to the original lyrics Obviously she was not singing with him Right He sings with himself
0: Right She wasn't around to
1: re-record this no. song So you just get the That's what we are We all wanna yeah. love Yeah And then you get whipped into If I Was Your Girlfriend Yeah
0: <laughs> Man I love that song okay.
1: The bass line of that song If I Was Your Girlfriend In the first couple seconds Here is worth re-listening to because you get the boom boom that's kind of like a little behind the beat uh-huh. yeah. as he says and join repetition just enough to turn you on <laughs> um and that's how it was in the original version of if i was your girlfriend and he stays faithful to it here just the the drums and the bass line is really really cool
0: yep and then we get the f- first verse and the chorus of raspberry beret
1: yeah which is surprising to me that we don't get on one side or the other of Raspberry Beret, uh, Take Me With You, because mm. we love to mash up Take Me yep. With You and Raspberry Beret. We connected them all the time in live versions as he would go through a medley of hits. And so that was a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a surprise for me revisiting this. I've listened to it so many times before that I still knew it, yeah, song for song, but a great transition from If I Was Your Girlfriend to Raspberry songs i would never think to mash together yeah you know
0: and then we roll into a whole bunch of little red corvette yeah get like over half a minute of yes little red corvette and i really think that this is the part where you can really tell the maturity in his voice and his delivery little red corvette is very, very obviously a re-record. It's not the original oh, yeah. version of it.
1: Vocals and music. Yeah. yeah. So he sounds... What makes him sound more mature? Mm-hmm. The way he TV. says
0: fast. I don't know. Just the way he says it. It's different delivery. than the way he said it in... Yeah, the delivery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's different than the way he said it when he recorded the original yeah. track for it for 1999. It's definitely
1: less breathy.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, it lacks the distinctive part of Little Red Corvette to me is the
0: mm-hmm.
1: t- almost like uh, in a Friday the 13th movie when <laughs> something terrible is about to happen.
0: When you start yelling but, at the person, don't go through uh, that door. Yes, what
1: are you doing? But, There's
0: blood on the floor. Turn around and call the police.
1: <laughs> is he going to die? Is he going to
0: die? <laughs> The answer is always
1: yes. Yeah. But Little Red Corvette is inter- introduced by bongos, which, you know, it's like this, you uh-huh. know, kind of this percussion thing that's brand new and it has no relationship to that distinctive drum machine beat that really makes Little Red Corvette I don't know, a unique pop song, which made it like immediately recognizable. You still recognize it. You get the little organ that's underneath the song. And of course, mm-hmm. as soon as he starts singing... You know what he's singing, but it is definitely a reinterpretation of the song, which I think it's done really well. I just found it amazing that he would drop the most distinctive part Mm -hmm. of what I think is the song, which is that lindrum from the original.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then we get a really, really cool mashup of Cream and Peach.
1: Yes, we do. It's
0: short. It's not very long, but it's mixes the lyrics of cream and peach together yes it really really well Yeah, super super interesting yeah
1: you get the music from peach which is a relatively new song re-recorded yes here you get the first verse of cream uh with him kind of in his you know really relaxed delivery of it all and then instead of the chorus of cream, you get the chorus of peach. Yes. You know, the kind of girl you want to teach. teach. She's, She's a, a peach. peach.
0: It's so good.
1: Yeah. And then, to my knowledge, this thing takes off into an instrumental part from nine minutes and 37 seconds to the end.
0: Um, I read that it's uh, instrumentation from It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night.
1: A little bit? Okay. I can hear that. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. What I had wrote down to myself is maybe you get a little bit of the piano part from Party Man also Ooh, in okay. it that is similar. And I think when we covered Exodus on our third episode covering the album Exodus, when we talked about the Good Life Big City remix, we mentioned that there's a... Synth line, a really high synth line when Prince says, Get loud, y'all. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The yes. Big City remix that I think you can kind of hear too. It's very, very similar. Maybe okay. not exactly the same, but really similar. It's real close. Okay. It's real close. And there's a woman and like, you get like a crowd noise, right? And there's yeah. a woman who says something at the end that I oh, could not shoot. make out.
0: I heard it this morning and I didn't write it
1: down. Um, I, I could not make out what she was saying. But and then someone says, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Prince at the yeah. very end. And you I know, get kind of a record scratch thing and the crowd goes wild and it fades out. Yeah, so, it's fun. I think that this is just a great mashup of songs, and it's Prince doing it all. When he does his own mixes, I think they're much, much better.
0: Well, I mean, he's fully capable of saying, I don't like how these two go together. Let me re-record this a little bit. Or let me record this so that they go together.
1: Sure. Other or let people me create a that. transition that yeah. would connect these two in some way that yeah. would make sense.
0: I mean, other people can't really do that. I mean, they can maybe mm-hmm. maybe do some instrumentation to connect two different songs. But nobody's Prince, so they can't quite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he knows all the little subtleties that make every song the song right right and can pull or push and pull those parts away or bring them more forward or rework them in some way where you know in your mind you're like oh i know that what is that and then it becomes clear somehow to you Um, i did make a list of song omissions in my mind i I get that you have it's 11 (laughs) minutes and this thing is great but it did surprise me that something like Soft and Wet, which was his first hit,
2: Mm. is not Mm -hmm. in there.
1: I thought Controversy could have found a place. He only had two ballads with uh, Diamonds and Pearls and a Purple Rain, so I thought Doomy Baby might have been a nice one to include. The Beautiful Ones. Yeah, although I'm sure he's probably thinking, I don't want to make this a Purple Rain revisit. But yes, Yes, Take Me With You, and I Would Die For You from Purple Rain also. DMSR, which Mm he loved to come back and sample in places. Uh, Pop uh, Yeah, wife.
0: even just a like A song in the background DM song yeah. Would have been awesome Yeah, yeah Oh
1: I mean, but that's the problem is he's got so much to choose from and, so, you know, only so much time. Um, also on my list, Pop Life, which is, I know, is part of Kirk J's B-Sides Mountains, which happens to be the name of this podcast. So yeah. that's obviously upsetting to me. <laughs> um, another lover <laughs> hole in your head. How dare Prince uh, ignore I us, know. you know,
0: in the past.
1: How could he not have known? Housequake, <laughs> which is part of Kirk J's so, right uh, mix, uh, you got the look and Glam Slam and I Wish You Heaven, Party Man, Get Off and Seven. The list goes on of songs that could have been included here. And I would also say, well, probably because it was released under the artist formerly known as Prince, I was going to say the most beautiful girl in the world too. Yeah. But as we know, we've heard enough of that song, so <laughs> I don't know. It just speaks to how many. You know, it covers this um, remix covers what fifteen years of his yeah. um, career. And you could make a list, go on and on. Oh, you could make a completely
0: different mix with all the songs you just mm-hmm. mentioned. And it would be just as satisfying and just as enjoyable.
1: Yep. Yeah. This is something that I've revisited a number of times throughout the years. And I was glad to come back and revisit it here, too. Um, it'll it'll come up in playlists again mm-hmm. for me.
0: Yeah. All right. And then we have the edit. Three minutes and 15 seconds. Yep. Yep. It's not significantly different in the beginning.
1: Oh, It is edited. It is edited, beginning. yes. Well, it has the word edit in the title, so they were truthful.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: but the Bat Dance portion, I, I forgot about this. I was listening to it uh, this morning to check myself that the Bat Dance intro is actually edited a little shorter. It has a little swooshy sound to kind of cover and edit to kind of uh-huh. get through that part a little quicker. Yeah. To make room for the rest of the song, I think. But aside from that, I don't think that it's any different until it gets to the end of the little Purple Rain rain portion where we get the Let's Go Crazy sermon, but Mm -hmm. the beat of Sexy Dancer is not there as the song.
0: Right. And yeah, we kind of get a crowd cheering and yeah.
1: yeah. That crowd cheering is actually in, I thought that they just took the crowd cheering from the end of the long version and moved it in the position. No, it was already there there in the long version. It is there
0: in the long version, but maybe uh, amplified a little or, or just lengthened brought up from the back a little bit. Or Maybe when you remove sexy dancer, that comes forward a little bit. Yeah.
1: In the mix for sure. For sure. So I had forgotten too. And this is according to Prince Hall That this edit was considered as the opening track For Prince Ultimate in uh-huh. 2006 um, And then it was being removed Right It, it was removed, no, it was removed. <laughs> <laughs> And it, wa- it was removed before uh, That That Greatest Hits collection And remixes mm-hmm. um, came out Yeah yep. So not a lot much more to say about not, Although that was released really. as a single It did chart Right a little bit, but it, you know, I, I don't know if maybe they thought because of the success of Bat Dance, which was kind of this mashing together of a bunch of different concepts of songs, that maybe this medley of hits would find an audience on the radio.
0: Yeah. Um, and it,
1: it didn't really. You know, take off. I'm not totally surprised.
0: Well, I'm not either, and only because there were songs that came after, like Alphabet Street yeah. and Raspberry Beret and Little Red Corvette, things that were at the latter half of the song that were very, very popular hits that got left out, and I'm like, I get why they can't play an 11-minute song on the radio. <laughs> of course not. But at the same time, when you edit it like that, you're going to leave out somebody's favorite and that's going to be frustrating.
1: Yeah. I didn't find that the medley was like front loaded with all the good stuff Mm -mm. either. It was definitely well spread out throughout the whole thing. And a lot of my favorite portions come after where this edit ends. It's
0: all good stuff.
1: Yeah. But you are missing like eight minutes of good stuff as opposed to the three minutes of good stuff you get with the edit.
0: Yeah. I got it. Yeah. All right, and then we're going to round out the official release of the Purple Medley EP, Maxi, Maxi single, single, whatever you're calling it, with Kirk J's B-Sides Remix.
1: All right. This thing is so confusingly named, it's I do not right. understand it.
0: Well, and I'm like, well, was it supposed to be the B-Side of the...
1: Purple Medley. Purple
0: Medley, which yeah. is what it was. Yeah. Or was it supposed to be a remix of B-sides? Because if it was a remix of B-sides, it failed.
1: Correct. I Because think there you was gotta, one
0: B-side.
1: I want to take out my proofreading pen and circle the S at the end of uh-huh. sides and delete it. And let's call it Kirk J's B-side remix.
0: Yes. And it's the remix for the B-side, not a remix of B-sides. Correct.
1: Yeah. There are more B-sides in the Purple Medley than yeah. there are in Kirk J's B-sides remix. Yeah agreed more than double yeah since there's only one (laughs) b-side on kirk j's b-sides remix Mm -hmm. so yeah like you said it's the b-side on the purple medley it was remixed with additional instruments added by kirk johnson Mm -hmm. and according to prince vault there was no input by prince i'm sure he approved it oh Um, yeah you know whatnot
0: but you can totally tell this is a kirk johnson thing
1: Yes, we mentioned on other yes, signatures. Yes, yes. yes. Um, other episodes of our ninety-four, ninety-five deep dive where there is a distinctive sound, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, to and that's not a bad thing um, for Kirk Jay's work.
0: Yeah. yeah, you can tell it's got a high synthesizer it does sound. Have a high synthesizer,
1: <laughs> which sound is throughout,
0: d- throughout, and that is very, very much his signature. In these, if you can send me a remix, and I don't know that it's his if I hear that high synth sound, I now know.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. who to point out first? Yeah. You know who to like, guess in the remix Guess Who of Prince World?
0: <laughs> remix <laughs> Does guess your who? song
1: have a high-pitched <laughs> synth in it? <laughs> yes, it does. Well, give me a minute while I put down all these other phases. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> to Kirk's credit, it doesn't sound like there was no input by Prince. Right. Nothing done to these songs feels out of place or something that, you know, some independent person did without a connection to, right. to Prince. Oh, it's
0: very smooth yeah. and the transitions it's, are good, I think. Yeah.
1: It's much more like a DJ mix mashup to me because all of the vocal tracks by Prince are unchanged. It's just kind of laid over. New music. Yeah. So, obviously, there's unfettered access to uh, yeah. vocal stems and that kind of stuff that he had the ability to then put his own music underneath. Right. Um, I did read too on Prince Vault that all these songs in this mix were completely remixed as individual tracks, but the edit of the entire thing was put together by Steve Durkee, who was a recording engineer at Paisley Park during this time. Okay. And if I knew that, I had long forgotten it.
0: Okay. It was a little choppier than the purple medley but still like really fun and well done. Just yeah. a little not, not quite as smooth. Yep. But that to makes be sense. Expected. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It starts off with <laughs> Pop Life.
1: Yep. And Pop What's Life is life? uh we're going to take a listen to a remix by Kirk J of Pop Life that's very similar to the version used here. The biggest I think it's fun, it's upbeat, I don't object to it at all, but it does again, like I'm thinking of these things that are signature parts of these print songs mm-hmm. and on pop life that super delayed echo from one channel to another yeah. is like the hallmark of the song to me
0: yeah
1: and that's lacking here um the new music that is fun and it's completely different from the original version's music but it does lack that signature from the original, which I'm not complaining about, because yeah, part of my judging of remixes is, is well, does, is there anything else going on here? Does it add something to the original? So having Pop Life without that delay is definitely something different. Yeah. It's just, like I said, a hallmark of the original.
0: Yeah. We're noting it, not complaining Noted. about it. right. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then we get some quake.
1: We do. Which, did you notice? Well, it's like from... 55 seconds to a minute, 20 seconds kind of mm-hmm. starts with damn, damn,
0: damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. And Prince Vault has a list of songs in this remix, and Housequake is completely omitted.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, the, the, uh, who in this yep. house knows about the quake? Yep. We do.
1: Yeah, they just... Evidently, they, they, list. they do not at Prince Vault. Right. They have a list of songs included and total it at five, and it's six, and Housequake is part of it.
0: Yep. Yep, and then we have some... When doves cry, yes. Which I really love this because it's we're getting this prince riffing over when doves cry being sung, and I just I love it so much. That's almost always comes towards the end of a song when an artist does that, where they like did
1: in this song too. That's where that comes from. Yeah, towards the end of this album version.
0: Yeah, and it's just so. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. That is, can be so often ignored because a lot of times on radio edits those yeah. things will get cut Fades off, out. they'll yeah. get it'll get faded out before then.
1: Yes. It does. And
0: I just those that's always my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> the song and it's is kind of like brought
1: forward. Yeah, and it's yeah. great. I really. Yeah. So that to me is like taking a highlight or a hallmark of the song and featuring it in a in a different way, which is really successful.
0: Yes, yeah. agreed. I be digging me some head, old man.
1: <laughs> Next up.
0: Yes, head.
1: Yeah. So this is another full remix that we're going to talk about here in a minute. And this is similar to it, not exactly the same, but um, notably has like what sounds like a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. being sampled. Yeah. over the song.
0: Right. I have no idea who it is. I don't
1: either, but I also am questioning like of all the songs is this one about meeting a woman walking to her wedding wearing Uh her wedding dress and then engaging in sexual relations with her somehow that's the one that we're gonna mix in some stand-up comedy with (laughs) I guess like I said you're gonna add something it is (laughs) well I guess it's funny if you're not involved and if certainly if you're not the groom
0: well you know things like that I'm like bullet dodged (laughs) Sure. That
1: was that was probably not going to end well anyway for that marriage. Right.
0: Exactly. So So. well, thank
1: you, Prince, for running into my bride on her way to (laughs) the altar. It stinks
0: right now, but.
1: Yeah, you save me a lot of money (laughs) and heartache. So we get the chorus only, right? Yeah. And there's
0: a really cool like tongue click that I Mm -hmm. never noticed. uh, Like at two forty two, is so cool. I like
2: it.
0: (laughs) And then we come to the only actual B-side. Right. In the B-sides remix, Shaka
1: Right, which I had to go back and think if we listened to this song yet and we uh-huh. have not no we've we not. have not uh not on this podcast anyway to cover yeah. it. it was i the mean
0: we've both heard the song but we have yes. not talked about it right.
1: has not been part of this podcast no um still to come so we get the chorus only again and shockadelica was the b-side to if i was your girlfriend
2: mm-hmm.
1: what was prince's answer to jesse johnson's album of the same name which did not have a title track and uh-huh. prince's position was well if you have a song if you have an album with a name like that you gotta have a title track so he went off and
0: <laughs> recorded
1: shockadelica and released it as a b-side <laughs> to show jesse how it's how it was done i'm sure that really enhanced yeah, their friendship. i was
0: just gonna say i'm sure that that went over like a lead balloon because uh, uh yeah i don't think he was super excited about having no, Prince tell him how to do stuff. Yeah,
1: or steal his thunder with a B-side release when he had just released an album of the same name. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, still f- a fun inclusion here, confounding how it's the only B-side in the B-side's <laughs> remix, unless the B-side's remix is just named incorrectly. But something is wrong. It's one or the other. Yeah, the song is named wrong, or
0: yeah, or or there or was a the huge song. error, There's in a big miscommunication songs there.
1: Versus... Yeah.
0: for the b-sides remix (laughs) there's yeah 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 Yeah. and then we have the continental slash tell me how you want to be done because it was started out as the continental on the love symbol album right And then ended up Tell Me How You Want to Be Done on Crystal Ball. Right. Which I think that what's on Crystal Ball is basically the last
1: half of the song. you're correct. Yeah. Um, And this makes up the majority of this B-Sides remix, too. It's seven minutes long, and this portion runs from like three minutes and 13 seconds to... Seven minutes. Yeah. So it was unheard at this time. Yeah. Tell me how you want to be done, in remix, which is that little portion of the song where Prince is basically singing to his lover about, "Let me know." Uh uh-huh. huh. Yeah. This? Hey, and, Carmen Electra, like, yeah, talk been... dirty to me is exactly. basically what it is. <laughs> exactly. She makes a lot of uh, a big appearance on this. You yeah. Know, Maite was still on the sidelines, maybe because of age, or I'm not quite sure.
0: By the time this came out, they were really together
1: yeah yeah well you're right by the time anything gets released probably what three to six <laughs> months have passed so, yeah, so. prince moves fast yeah so a lot can happen yeah. yep so that brings us to the end of this remix kind of fades out at the end and i enjoy this remix i don't yeah, have like fine. i said a big problem with it um it is heavily focused on that last song mm-hmm. towards the end. So it does get a little cool. repetitive. Yeah. Over, you know, the course of that almost four minutes that we focus on this one song, especially when you've listened to the Purple Medley, the Purple Medley edit where you are bang, 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 yeah, hit, hit, you know, here's a hit, here's a hit, here's a hit, oh and here's this too. And this one gives you a hit, a hit, a hit, a hit, a hit and then Yeah. You're and then we're gonna sublin for a while, yeah. yeah. Which
0: is yeah. fine Fine. yeah it's fine Fine. on the note of fine we'll be back after a real quick break we're going to talk about the remixes that kirk j made that were used in were the inspiration for how he edited the b sides remix so yeah fine so we'll be back with that in just a moment
2: dad i'm hungry hi hungry i'm I'm Dad. dad
1: The podcast where nerdy dads talk nerdy fads. We talk life, entertainment, and give advice to those who never asked for it. Like, anytime I do anything, my brother calls me a thought. What do I do? Or, best college degree for a supervillain. So go smash that like button. Find us wherever podcasts live. Uh, where's that, Jared? A magical place called the internet. Like Spider-Man and Elsa's shipping videos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dad, I'm hungry. Wait!
0: And we're Back. Thanks for sticking with us through that quick break. Now we have the Pop Life remix. This uh, was originally on Around the World in the Day.
1: Yes, which we covered in depth we in have, previous episodes. Yes, we
0: have. And this remix was made by Kirk Johnson. Yep. And probably what was used in the B sides remix.
1: Um yeah, very very close. Yeah. Uh maybe reworked a little bit, yeah. you know, even further for the B-sides remix. Yeah. There are portions of this particular song that runs like 4 minutes and 49 seconds that have been removed in the B-sides remix mm-hmm. and other things have been added in the B-sides remix that's n- that aren't in this song. Yeah. I think we saw a meme over the weekend of uh what's his face from Lord of the Rings saying, one does not simply ask a Prince fan, what is their favorite Prince song? <laughs> one asks, which what? version? <laughs> so here's a good example of that. Yeah, so Kirk Johnson made remixes of each of these individual tracks used in the B-Sides remix. We are pulling out, a handful of them here to talk about um, one of the parts that appears early in the song is this sample of someone saying something like hold the hold the microphone
0: yeah kind of a rastafarian yes. sounding chanting rapping yep hold the microphone
1: it does yes
2: <laughs> light, light, dig it hold the hold the microphone hold the hold the microphone hold the microphone
1: And it reminded me of Hodor from Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've re-listened to it. Uh, And (laughs) it's got the
0: Kirk Johnson signature high-pitched synthesizers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, I go back to the Guess Who tournament of Uh Prince music.
0: (laughs) Everybody except for...
1: Yep. There's a little picture of Kirk Johnson's head with a... You can identify with a high-pitched sound. Mm -hmm. Again, this version, like the part that's used in the B-Sides remix, lacks that delayed vocal echo. And even the portion of the repeating pop life behind Prince's vocals is also not there. Right. Um, But it does at least include Wendy and Lisa's background vocals to some degree, which don't appear in the B-Sides remix. Right. In my opinion.
0: Agreed. We do get the extra verse in this version.
1: Mm -hmm. From the the long version of Pop Life? From the long
0: version. We did talk about that in our singles and videos episode of Around the World in a Day. Everybody needs satisfaction, Mm -hmm. want a chemical reaction. Everybody wants to get high, but you don't see no one standing in line to say bye-bye.
1: That's Pop Life. Pop. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice little surprise, because mm-hmm. um, I often Super forget nice. about that
0: Yeah, me too. Verse. I was like, oh, I love that one. Yeah, me too. I, one wish of my that fa- was, I wish it was in the main version, It right? should be.
1: There is yeah. room for it. I yeah. don't know why it was edited out. but.
0: Life, everybody needs satisfaction. Pop, life,
2: what a chemical reaction. Mm, pop, life. don't
1: see no one whatever maybe he thought it was a little too cutesy um Mm-mm. so yeah we get that um extra verse as a nice little surprise and then like the final 50 seconds is basically instrumental
2: mm-hmm.
1: as it plays out I thought, you know, it's a pleasant enough remix. I'm not sure what led to the revisiting or remixing of these particular songs, especially during a time when Prince was largely turning his back on his back catalog to revisit Pop Life and Head and Alphabet Street seems... Do you think that this was a
0: re-record? No. No?
1: But oh, okay. Even just for him to like assign something to Kirk J to go and remix these songs... Um, and to even put out the purple medley, it, it, was it encouraged by Warner Brothers? Was he trying to, you know, was it an olive branch of some kind? Mm. I don't know. Well,
0: and I wonder if it wasn't maybe put together for that AMA performance because he was receiving a lifetime achievement award. I think because yeah, well, that seems like the kind of thing he that had received he received
1: would- that in like nineteen ninety. Before Graffiti Bridge came oh, out, he hated. got an AMA award for Lifetime Achievement, which made me laugh a little bit because I thought, this guy is not done. <laughs> um, so I, he's I don't know. Re-
0: he's had a lifetime of achievement in, yeah, in just over a decade. 15 years. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. At that time, it was just over a decade. Yeah so yeah and then i read something i think it was also on prince vault of kirk's work on these remixes is what earned him the role he played in the emancipation album and drum programming as sort Mm -hmm. of a proving ground for kirk to say you know i can be not just a background dancer and you know help out in ways but i can be a producer of sorts too
0: yeah cool then we have the head remix.
1: The head remix. Well, it's It's, it's not the head.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. We have just reached our this this portion of the podcast is brought to you by the color white skin. <laughs>
0: We get a remix of the song Head.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three, uh,
1: three minutes and 58 seconds. And uh-huh. this is the one that I talked to you about the most as we were preparing for this podcast, kind of saying, this is the one that's the most different to me of what appears in Kirk J's B-Sides remix and kind of made us both go and listen to them back to back and compare
0: oh, them. Oh, we stood in the kitchen and listened to them together. I think over the, is... over the oven. <laughs> you were
1: I was cleaning the yeah. stovetop. <laughs> that's sexy yeah you're welcome it needed it really badly (laughs) yeah so there's different comedian samples in here here's a theory that i had after i finished cleaning that disgusting stovetop maybe he didn't have the rights to use these samples of comedians in this remix and the comedian sample that's in the b-sides remix was just someone on staff or maybe even kirk j kind of recreating that type of thing Uh for I be digging me some head though, man. Yeah. That they made their own Uh because they didn't have the rights to use whoever the comedian was who's saying, I like me a little head though, man. Yeah. And you go girl. Uh And whatever the other samples are. Hella, hella. Hella, hella. Uh Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And there's one part too somewhere in there that sounds like there's a sample of everybody know we ain't playing yeah something like that yeah so maybe it was a rights thing that um led them to rework it but again that's just me making things up after being physically exhausted (laughs) from kitchen cleaning yeah we did more than clean the kitchen
0: but and that's not something dirty
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's not a euphemism in the norman household right right We do get more than just the chorus in this one, which is all we get uh, in the B-Sides remix. We get all the original lyrics, and they're much more what they say in the industry as to the four in the mix. Like his vocals are much louder Mm -hmm. in the album version. They're much more buried. He seems very, very shy in this falsetto and (laughs) it's hard to make him out. And even Lisa's part, spoken parts are a little difficult to make out and here, much. The volume is cranked on the vocals. Yeah, Now
0: it's like, okay, I sung this song a zillion times (laughs) and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to talk about the. Yeah.
1: I don't think it was. (laughs)
0: Salacious.
1: I don't think it was quite out of no. fear. I think that was just his kind of shy, cutesy Prince way of singing this dirty stuff in this Yuck. innocent way uh, that sounds, you know, very innocent, but is, you know, kind of nasty.
0: kind of has some video games? sounds yeah. at the start which i thought know. was kind of fun yeah it does like it kind of an interesting way to hark back to late 70s early <laughs> 80s and 1994 sure because they were old video yes. game sounds
1: yes they were at about the two minute 44 second mark when prince goes and we normally get dr fink's keyboard solo there yep it's missing yep that solo part just isn't part of this remix and i don't know if that was for a reason or whatnot but there's some other like musical samples played in its part um which i'm fine with i just in my head when i hear this in my head when i hear this song (laughs) i expect to hear dr fink's keyboard solo there and it wasn't there
0: yeah and you're surprised when it's not there
1: i was surprised
0: so we were trying to decide whether this remix was used in the b-sides remix Mm -hmm. or if it was and i think we kind of came to the maybe he used the same like stem tracks for it and it was the b-sides remix of with this song in it was inspired by this remix yes it was more of like a i'm gonna do it in the same style with
1: the yeah.
0: comedians or whatever it
1: felt to me like this remix was done and in the can and then he started working on the beatsides sides remix and used concepts from what was yes. done here to inform that portion of the remix that featured the song
0: yes Ed. excellent <sighs> agreed
1: okay <sighs> Okay. All right. Then we have a remix of Alphabet Street, mm-hmm. also done during the same time period. Oh, last minute edition for this episode. <laughs> we did. We added this in at the last minute, the very last minute. Uh, we get six minutes of Alphabet Street remix, mm-hmm. and this one is a lot of fun to me. Yeah, it is fun. I enjoy this a lot. So. Uh, the song starts with Prince's uh, signature now.
0: Mhm. This kind cat of a, sound. Yeah, from, and there's kind of a throat clearing too right bat. there at the beginning which is yep. kind of fun.
1: You can also hear him call for a taxi which is which is a sample <laughs> from the beginning of All The Critics Love You in New York okay. off 1999. No. we've got a new bi- a new beat that's a bit subdued um, but primarily uses all the original vocal tracks from mm-hmm. Prince you can hear some of these little additional uh, samples that are added in with the new beat 43 seconds there's a little sample of someone saying funky
0: uh-huh. in the background. I really like the little fun. funkies. yeah
1: really
2: fun yeah I'm gonna drive my dad is bird. White, red, light.
1: Part from the original song where he sings, excuse me, baby, I don't mean to be rude, and you have to really listen for his guitar part on the album version. In this version, the remix, his guitar sound, which I believe is in the right channel, is a whole lot louder than the album version. You can appreciate it a lot more in this mix because it's brought more forward, just mm-hmm. like his vocals from Head. Yes.
2: Your shot.
1: So I'm already into Great. this Because it kind of brings out Parts of the original songs That I know are there But are a little hard to isolate And hear
0: mm-hmm.
1: Because they're a little buried Prince loved to bury his guitar stuff <laughs> <He> Loved it
0: <laughs> He wanted it to be an Easter egg for us I guess so There's this like Metal banging Oh yeah Like this beat uh-huh. There's almost, I couldn't tell if it was a Bells Or like metal rhythm sticks or if it was like i don't know if you remember these from when you were in elementary school where you'd have like a bell on a stick or you'd have like little tambourine things
1: Mm -hmm, like finger symbols like
0: little finger symbols but they were on a stick and you'd kind of like smack the stick
1: Mm. yeah I don't know. They handled, It sounded they like an handled,
0: elementary school oh, instrument. Yeah. Simple, was, something simple. Yeah. Something simple, something, but used really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what exactly it sounded. part. Well, you, when you pointed it out, I was like, Oh yeah. 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 Cause like, this is the one song we that? listened to together uh-huh. and made notes on. Yeah. Um, there's a cool breakdown at two minutes and 23 seconds, uh, where you hear that funky sample uh-huh. and, and then there's some new vocalization that's in there. That's not on the album version. So I'm not totally convinced that this entire remix is with no input from Prince because okay. there are vocals from Prince here that I can't place on any remix of Alphabet mm-hmm. Street that I've heard.
0: Is it where he says the ABCs?
1: Yes, and they well, no that ABC thing is from oh, a remix is. of Alphabet okay. Street, but there are other things that he he's doing vocally that I can't place anywhere else oh. in this little portion. So they
2: can't
0: Well, maybe he had access to something. Sure. That,
1: that was already done. Mm-hmm. and just didn't have a home anywhere. Right. Um, we do get cat Glover's wrap, the full version at three minutes and 30 seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. And Prince is like kind of sh- got some screams underneath yes, that. It's real yes, fun.
1: It's really nice. At four minutes, you can hear that little rubbery record scratch that I mentioned. <laughs> is reused in the purple medley but kind of sounds like laughing to me here it's just kind of that's where it was and it's not quite a record scratch it's more of like a it's like a needle on a piece of rubber not on vinyl (laughs) that's how i would describe it you know in my professional d uh, dj vernacular (laughs) that's how i would describe it
0: okay (laughs)
1: Also wanted to point out a new piano part that's at 4 minutes and 18 seconds yeah, which is really, really cool. nice and great. Yeah. Um so I don't know where that's from if that's prince playing. No. Down, baby, down, baby, down, baby, you got me. Who knows, but Who it's knows? very nice. Yep. And th- there's a bass part that's added to it also a bass guitar part at like 4 minutes and 49 seconds that's featured with the piano for about 15 20 seconds there mm-hmm. that, that's really cool this might be my favorite of the three oh, okay. remixes i like all three yeah just fine and they're you know harmless yeah unfortunately they were never officially released yeah um so there's not a lot to complain about here but i've had to pick one
0: you like this one? I like this one. And there's uh, we didn't mention in the head remix there were again the high synthesizers that really was a little bit of a yes signature of yep. Kirk Johnson at this time. Yeah. We get a little bit of that in Alphabet Street. Less not though. much, much less mm-hmm. than we did in either head or pop life. Yeah. And really much less than I think any other remix that I can recall that Kirk J did.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: They're there, but just not super prominent. And then we have our first original unreleased song.
1: Fair enough to say, yes. Yeah, Yeah, our first song that wasn't released and isn't a remix. Yes. Doesn't have any high-pitched sense in it anywhere.
0: (laughs) Kirk Johnson must have been on vacation. (laughs) So we have Stone, also known as Nothing Left to Give or Heart of Stone. And it has a co-writing credit with Sandra St. Victor. Right. She wrote it as Nothing Left to Give in the spring of 1995, sent it to Prince as part of an ongoing collaboration mm-hmm. that they had for a season.
1: Right. I read that it was in addition to this song and a song called Love Is, which was Prince recorded as Van Gogh and yes. released as part of the MPG Music Club.
0: Yes. Sandra St. Victor toured with Shaka Khan in the 80s. I have to assume that's how she kind of ended up in the Prince orbit.
1: Okay. Makes sense.
0: Uh, Her album Sanctuary was never released, but many of the songs from that album Mm -hmm. were used by other artists, including Prince, Shaka Khan, Tina Turner, and many more.
1: Yeah. Some of the other songs that Prince worked, they had like like a general agreement to work together, Prince and Sandra St. Victor. I find it interesting that her name... Is Victor uh-huh. during this time period yeah. too? That's kind of cool. Some of the other songs that they collaborated on for artists that you mentioned were um, what ended up being I'll Never Be Another Fool, which uh, Prince has his own version of and ended up on Shaka Khan's uh, NPG album. The song Soul Sanctuary ended up on Prince's Emancipation. Um, and then another song that surfaced, uh, well, never was released, named "Living to Die," mm-hmm. was something they worked on together as well.
0: And this song, man, it starts right in with the lyrics, and there are a ton of lyrics in a oh, three-minute song.
1: Th- I had the same. Gonna make the same comment that this is one of the fastest starting. Songs to get right into lyrics, and it does not hold back it's a short song, like three minutes and five uh-huh. seconds, and there's a ton of lyrics in this there's a lot to get to. If you would ask me, can you fit these lyrics into a three minute song? I would say, I think it would be tight. We might need to you know expand the record a little that's nope. why I'm Prince they <laughs> figured it out. <laughs>
0: Prince did it, yeah, there's some really nice, clean melodic guitars here, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, running throughout like there's a kind of a strumming guitar throughout the entire thing mm-hmm with some drums that kind of sound a little dated, might yeah. sound a little 90s. Well, yeah, but not, not in a bad way. No. I thought that Prince's vocal range through the song, you know, running from almost spoken lyrics to his high falsetto and yeah. his own backgrounds all by him are really, really... Very cool,
0: it was a nice way to like speak to a male female relationship without having mm-hmm. lyrics that were specifically from one gender or the other. Yes, I thought it was really nicely done that way,
1: yeah, for sure, and maybe that's part of a collaboration between a male and a female writer because yeah, Sandra St Victor wrote the song, Prince modified it some right um, so yeah, but I think. It's kind of poppy and bluesy, and it doesn't musically go in a bunch of dif- different directions, but Prince's vocals make it continually interesting. Yes. Along with the lyrics, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think they're interesting. Now, who can say why we're cold with nothing left but stone? Stone ain't nothing left but stone. <laughs> that's interesting a relationship grown cold
1: but they really don't under
0: seem to understand why
1: yeah um like yeah growing into a cold heart
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah
1: even back back in the first verse the first lyric that struck me is just clever writing i watched you walk your life when all i did was run Uh
0: uh-huh like Um, they were complimenting each other (laughs)
1: they were, yeah, opposites attract kind of thing, but uh-huh. the he accuses her of putting him on a pedestal
0: and, then and leaving him. him
1: there to uh-huh. basically, you know, catch With sight of way. Medusa and turn into a statue.
0: You me on a throne
2: left me all alone. me turn to to stone.
1: Maybe the lyrics online are wrong. I had to go searching for some because some of them are honestly a little hard to make out what okay. he's exactly saying. Um, verse three, where he starts with, well, what I found online anyway is thirsty leaves say autumn's in the air. What's left of love is dangling somewhere. I love the What's left of love is dangling somewhere line, but I could not make out what kind of leaves say autumns in the air and the lyrics that I read that someone had transcribed make no sense. Hmm.
2: Dusty leaves says autumns in the air. What's left of love is dangling somewhere.
1: First of all, parallelism, thirsty leaves say autumns in the air would be the right way to say it, right? Not yeah. thirsty leaves says autumns in the air is poor grammar. Well, oh, that's not something that's always and ad- with, adhered to,
0: adhered to, especially in song lyrics. I get that. But the know, fact like that the he's idea- working
1: with another writer, you know, between right. the two of them, someone would say, hey, that's the wrong word.
0: Well, and maybe it's just the way he sung it, too. Maybe he Could sung be. it in a way that... It sounded right to him, but yeah, I mean, like autumn's in the air. Maybe they're reaching the end of their relationship. Right. There's, it's a mm-hmm. death. A...
1: Yeah, something mm-hmm. is withering away there. Yeah. In the next verse, when he sings a sweet lover song, washed away the dirt, and he kind of has this ooh
2: ooh,
1: and uh-huh. his little ooh, oohs are super cool. Yeah.
2: In the background.
0: Yeah, really, really cool. The book of love—that seems like it was something that he kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. I, though, I don't know how explicitly. I can't remember. I don't know. Book of love just seems very uh, seven-like to me. Maybe a little. Oh, okay. Harkening uh, back to like the themes and the love symbol.
1: Okay. A
0: little bit. Like the Book of Love, the, mm-hmm. like the Book of Life, and I don't know, those are Egyptian things.
1: True. This reminded me a little bit of a British comedy that we watched at one point called May to December. <laughs> May you to September? Is it May to September? May
0: to December. May to December. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, it
1: was a young, younger woman who was in love, a girlfriend or married to, married old, to an older man. Yeah. Uh, so when like he's he s- quite a bit
0: older, like twenty or twenty or more years right. older than her, and they had a very sweet relationship, and it was very you know dry British comedy, yeah,
1: very dry. Um, but he, when Prince sings, "We gave from May to May, we gave through night and day,"
2: it
1: was him saying that we gave to each other nonstop. We never took yeah. a break from the giving part of being in love.
0: Right. And Prince seems so optimistic.
1: He does, especially when he sings in a fun voice. Ain't nothing left but stone. <laughs> I can't even do it. Yes, it's very <laughs> you funny. You know what I'm talking about? I know
0: exactly what <clears throat> you're talking about. Our listeners will hear it.
1: The actual part, not just my stupidity.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> ain't
2: nothing left
0: isn't it what you make it? Isn't it when two people give more than they're taking?
1: Yeah. So and that's like, the last verse after the bridge and I, I would back up even another little lyric line there where he says to be loved, to be loving, isn't it what you make it? Isn't it when two people give more than they're taking? Is one of my favorite lines in a Prince song. To be loved, to be, loved, to
2: be loving. To be loved.
1: I wish I knew if he wrote it or if that was something uh, they collaborated collaborated on or if it was Sanders St. Victor's line. I really, really love that part of the song. Mm-hmm. It's almost a statement about love and it's not, you know, usually when you hear a Prince breakup song, there's a lot of finger pointing going on, uh-huh. especially during this time period. Yeah. And we've covered that in many previous episodes where here, there is... Not a lot of finger pointing, especially in this part, it's more of this hands up like I thought we understood what love was together and that it took both of us, and something fell apart, or something is withering and dying here.:
0: Right. Well, and I like too, that he's like, um, "We can work this out because we're adults. Uh, yeah. It seems like we could work this out Last time I checked we we're grown." right. <laughs> oh, oh, Well, that's interesting coming from a yeah. mid-90s prince who, as you've said, did a lot of finger pointing. But yeah, both
1: in relationships personally and in his professional relationships. There was, I mean, this was a, a time period of two or three years where he had both fingers a-pointing. And while he may have been right, right on a lot of the things that he brought to argument, yeah, he absolved himself from any responsibility of it very, very quickly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when you're own, when you're your own writer, producer, and editor and performer, um, I can see how, you know, you can get a little myopic, and that happened a lot, but not in this song.
0: No, not
1: in this song. I also wanted that same last verse that we we're just talking about to be loved, to be loving. Uh, he asks a couple few questions in a row isn't it what you make it isn't it when two people give more than they're taking and i'm trying to figure out what he says in the next line isn't it when no woman deserves a savior no or i think is it's it no, no, no one
0: one man if
1: it's no one man then why does the next verse say and a man comes running with the only hand that can save her isn't it when no Thought was Jesus, like uh-huh. a, but then he calls the no one man her in that next line.
0: Um, I think so, it's like the idea that we all need a savior. Sure. I get okay. That. So, but, but why
1: no one but, man? And then here comes the only man that can save her.
0: The only hand that
1: can save her
0: is that everybody gets a savior, but sometimes you need the hand of a specific person to get you there.
1: It just seems like a weird switch of ginger between, isn't it when no one man deserves a savior, and then here comes someone with the only hand that can save her. No, I don't know. Uh, So I went back to re-listen to it a number of times after reading a lyric transcription that read no one man deserves a savior, or is it, isn't it? it when no woman deserves a savior? No one deserves a savior, and a man comes running with the only hand that can save her? Was it a biblical story mm. uh, about one of the many female characters in the Bible who were saved by Jesus Christ?
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
1: And my favorite misunderstood lyric of my own, <laughs> as I crack myself up <laughs> okay. daily, is... Uh-huh. The next line: Eyes are special things without being told. Save
2: up, eyes are without being <laughs> <laughs> That's not right.
1: No lives. Lives are, are <laughs> special things without being told. You can't tell your eyes anything because they don't have ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Li- lives makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I like the very end when he just says, "Seems like we could work this out."
1: Seems like we can work this out. Yeah, again, like the end of finger pointing and we can work this out. Not seems like you can get your act together and come back to me who is perfect and Uh you know, without fault or failure.
0: Or accept my faults unquestioningly. Yes,
1: why don't I stay the same and you change your mind and the problem will go away.
0: (laughs) Yes. Then we have our other song from Playtime for Versace, which is Playtime.
1: Playtime.
0: Yep. This album was actually intended as a gift for Gianni and Donatello Versace. And it was only in 2017 when Michael Van Huffel put up a mock up of the packaging for it for auction. He has, we've talked about it in the past, he's got a rare condition and he, he needed money. And so he was selling a lot of his Prince collection, right. you know, after he'd worked for him for a long time. And it was only after he put this up for auction that we had confirmation that this album really existed yep. and that it had been worked on.
1: Yep. And if you are in to unreleased recordings, it is around that time that the sequence of these songs uh, started circulating among fr- among fans too. Mm-hmm. The song "Stone" had been in circulation for a long time, but in terrible quality. And it was kind of a personal dream of mine. Like maybe one day this thing will get released. And mm-hmm. so when it showed up in the kind of quality that it's circulating among fans now, it was a real treat. Yeah, uh, playtime kind of the same thing yeah he had performed it live once or twice before Mm -hmm. um so to get a studio version in circulation in really great quality is a real treat and hopefully the estate will eventually get to a place where some of these songs see a release Mm -hmm. so an odd beginning of this song with what i wrote down as ufo sounds
0: yeah yeah i said robotic vocalizations
1: yeah And Prince you know, Prince has a lot of signature screams, right? We've got Awa <laughs> Woo but nigh is a new one uh-huh. for me, and we get it twice in this song.
2: Nigh
1: <laughs> I can't even get my voice that high. <laughs> nigh. Alright. He's go. like he's in British Parliament <laughs> voting no <laughs> on some measure. Nigh Oh Oda.
2: Oda. Oda.
1: <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Did you recognize anything about this track that you had heard before? I guess is my question for you. The look on her face says no.
0: There's some cowbell in it. I've heard cowbell before.
1: That's true. There is, <laughs> what, what should I it.
0: recognize that I do not?
1: The drums from this track. <laughs> that was uh, remains unreleased. Prince must have liked musically a lot of this because the drums and other portions were picked up and used for the title track on emancipation oh, okay. verbatim.
2: Oh, verbatim.
1: Excellent. Yep. yep. Excellent. And when I first heard the studio version of this, I was, it took me a while to place it too, because the song is so different than emancipation is a little more it's slower it's more brooding it's very different conceptually than emancipation but then you discover oh there's all this stuff that he kind of picked up and and reused very cool um so this sounds like it was intended to be sung by a woman
0: Uh uh-huh and it was actually performed by marva king yep um i think this was the first time that it was heard in public, August of 1997 in Houston, Marva King right. performed the song.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. So it seems like he intended it to be for her, and this was kind of a vocal guide. Yeah. Uh, because of the first verse, turn yeah. off the lights and light a candle. I want to see you ride. I want to see if you can handle a girl like me when I'm in the mood. You got to be my dirty dude. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely uh, meant to be sung by a woman.
0: Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, he does mention river, which is a reference to female genitalia, which yep. he had done before in Love to the Nines, and yep. then did in This Could Be Us, mm-hmm. and even sort of to an extent in I Wanna Melt With You
1: in the yep. Holy River. Yep, you got them all.
2: The river, I will see you.
1: Yeah, for actually the second chorus, which is after the first verse, he sings, it's playtime at one minute and three seconds. And in the background, there's this, hmm, Lord. It's, play
2: time.
1: it's in the back. <laughs> that's like this throwaway line that he delivers in a way that's like, he's just standing behind himself, shaking his head at mm-hmm. how bad this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad in a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can see how mm-hmm. you can see like little devil prints sitting on his shoulder. Yep. Oh yeah. singing that line. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Same thing happens um like at a minute and forty nine seconds during another chorus, which the chorus is just it's playtime, it's playtime, baby. Mm-hmm. Again, it's almost like sexy dance or simple. But in a minute and forty nine seconds he kind of says in the background, You're
0: thinking. It's play- Breakdown. Yeah, it's a call back to Bambi. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. He also calls for a breakdown at that same point, and there's not really much of a breakdown.
0: No, no. <laughs> it's like
1: two seconds before he <laughs> continues singing. <laughs> okay. Breakdown. Oh. You're in <laughs> maybe charge, he, man.
0: Maybe he was intending to go back and
1: yeah, put a breakdown be, could in be there. Yeah, unfinished. like. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put this little reminder in here for me for myself. Yeah. Why
1: don't I revisit this later? Yep. He talks about instruments and how you can, you can rock me if you play my guitar Uh or if you play the guitar, you don't have to really, if you think that you are. And during that little section at two minutes and 27 seconds, we get this great guitar solo part that again is just played behind him singing. It's not a solo per se, it's almost like an Alphabet Street kind of guitar part that's yeah. behind his own lyrics. Well,
0: the guitars are kind of buried until, yeah. until they're mentioned. Yes. And then it's like, okay, oh, hey. yeah, yeah, we'll I bring those up a little bit.
2: Yep. You. You.
1: Yeah, exactly. Lots of guitar accents through the end of the song where he's singing, don't close the window, don't close the door. Ooh, baby you better read the sign there ain't no reward unless you do the crime.
0: It's like, like yeah you don't reverse end up, justice. Yeah you t- you don't get on the wanted sign with a reward <laughs> un- unless you do something wrong. Right. You better re- Until you rob the bank, you aren't going to end up on the FBI's most wanted list. Exactly.
1: It's kind of this whole thing is like, make your move. Yeah. Yeah. Could almost be called make your Mm -hmm.
0: move. And we get some cowbell like instrumentation. It's not exactly cowbell, it's It's a little less crisp.
1: You're talking about like ding,
0: ding, ding, Uh ding, ding. Yeah. But it's a little less crisp than what you normally hear a cowbell. It
1: could be a cowbell with a, it's a muffled cowbell. (gasps) It's a cowbell with a cloth.
0: Okay.
1: It's I call it cowbell.
0: Cow. Okay. Cowbell is. It's
1: like a three minutes and fifteen seconds where he says, "I want to get dirty."
0: Uh huh. I want to get dirty.
1: Um, and we get his after that little uh, right before actually is that drum breakdown is about like a three minutes and twenty nine seconds. We get another nine. Nine. Cole. Which is just so unique in the Prince scream or exclamatory phrases that he used throughout his song. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. And then the song fades out.
0: And then it's then it's gone
1: Yeah, go just back, as quickly
0: as it arrived. Go
1: back and listen to Emancipation and yeah. hear how much of playtime you hear in it.
0: Yeah. All right. And then we're going to finish out with the purple medley video. Okay. So it's a little interesting because the best version that you can find to watch online like
1: quality wise like right
0: quality wise is an edit from VH1 where they have a I don't know a crazed fan a super fan who snuck in yeah well, to again paisley park again. how many yeah.
1: times are we going to revisit the same concept of a woman who's able to break into paisley park and either use a payphone in the back <laughs> or in this case Put a disc into a computer, uh-huh. and hit the play button that's <laughs> the play clearly b- <laughs> marked with handwriting.
0: It's so funny. Yeah. 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 So she's, you know, watching this video mm-hmm. and we see her a few times, but it's kind of truncated.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the VH1 version.
0: The VH1, yeah. at least what's online, yeah. is, you know, truncated after Prince and this trespasser.
1: I think, yeah, he was. He, he agreed with her about her being a fan because that's where he tells her uh, there should be a dictionary to the left of the computer. That was back when we kept dictionaries and computers in uh-huh. our office. Yeah. Look up <laughs> fanatic. That's uh-huh. what you are. I don't need another fan. You can be my friend.
0: Right. Which is why a lot of people like to refer themselves as part of the... They're either a friend or part of the fam, as in the family. Yeah, or Prince yeah. Fams. yeah. the fam community. It's not the fan community. We're not right. fanatics. We're, we're his friends. Right. And I think that's where this comes from. Yep. Um, there is a longer version that does not show us the fanatic in an mm-hmm. office anywhere. Um, but the quality of that video... Is, looks like it was recorded on a VHS tape and then recorded.
1: It looks like a, a few more times off of three VHS, <laughs> three generations of VHS tapes. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: it's not, not fun to watch. It's unfortunate because. Yep. I, this should, <laughs> should really be on the estate YouTube page. I have
1: no idea why it's not. Um, maybe it'll get yeah, there. Maybe the, maybe they'll get there. But essentially it is a mashup of edits of videos for the songs being featured in the purple medley that are kind of shown and actually edited together pretty well. Yeah. As far as, you know, when you look at other videos released during this time period, especially that are just not very well done at all. This one has some great edits of You know, the Bat Dance video and One Dove's Cry and Little Red Corvette and Alphabet Street. And Uh they're timed in a way where his lip syncing in the videos for the album versions of the song matches the re-recording in the Purple Medley that you're listening to during this. So um, I thought it was pretty well done yeah in that regard
0: there was some uh interesting silhouette portions not every one of the songs in the purple medley had a video and right. so some of that was handled by uh, having just a black and white silhouette of prince dancing and or prince playing the piano while maite dances on that piano
1: right and those were newly recorded right parts Specifically for, for this Purple video, and then yeah. there
0: was uh, parts for sexy dancer, mm-hmm. which were it was Carmen Electra and her people dancing, like rehearsing, from, uh, yeah, rehearsing or something. Yeah, it was it wasn't a part of any of the videos which we've also covered.
2: Yep, Carmen
0: Electra, but uh, and you don't see you actually don't see. Carmen Electra to the point where you can really recognize that it's her, unless you're watching the full 11 minute version yep. of this and you only see her right at the very, very end.
1: Yes. So There's a portion also with Prince standing in what looks like a very ornate dressing room with three uh-huh. mirrors around him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know
0: exactly what part you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so it's when If I Was Your Girlfriend starts, and when he asks the question, Can I make you breakfast sometime? And he has this, uh-huh. you know, weird look, a <laughs> funky face. Uh-huh. Uh, it was very, very cute. Yeah. And he's got his uh, sign language shirts, shirt on. So there's sign language on the front and back of his shirt, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into what that was on social media.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what those were, and I didn't really notice it until. We were watching this together yesterday, and I didn't look it up. So, but we'll follow up on that. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. All right. I don't really have much more else to say about the video, other than the fact I wish it was in better quality. On the
1: yeah, it actually is a. I mean, my history with videos is: do I want to watch an 11-minute video? Uh, I do
0: want to watch this 11-minute video. I do want to watch
1: it because it takes the highlights of some of his best videos and actually intersperses newly recorded video of him, which is fairly well done, low budget enough, but also not trying to overdo it or make it some kind of cheesy piece of junk.
0: Well, and they're smart about it too. There was one part where he says something about time and he looks at his watch, but it's from the Diamonds and Pearls video. It's not, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. The cream video.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when he says, it's your time, and he kind of looks at his wrist where uh-huh. there is not a watch. I think yeah. it was during the Darling Nikki section yes. where she says, how'd you like to waste some time?
0: Uh-huh, and he looks at his watch, and yeah, it's just like a, a real, yes. it's a quick edit, but not one that's nauseating Yep. like we had in some of these. Videos. It's cute and fun and clever yes. and was
1: curated well by yeah. someone who knew these videos.
0: Yeah, and knew what they were doing, yep. and it was, it was good, and I'd really love to see it in good quality. Yeah full without you know the fanatic in the office
1: yeah that part was uh the part that was the least successful
0: no prince was cute when
1: he was on the phone i'll give it that okay (laughs)
0: all right so now we've covered everything that we're going to cover in this episode which was plenty we had lots to talk about
1: it was plenty
0: so now it's time to follow some rules, make some selections. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded or when it was released. Mm -hmm. The choice is up to the selecting host. We choose the C, the S-E-A, the low point, the thing that we liked the least. Not that it's bad. It might be bad, but it might just be the thing that spoke to us the least. Okay. And the mountain, the high point. Sure. Top top of the pops. Yep. Yep. So my rules, I go first. Sure. So the time capsule it's gotta be the video okay. with all the fun stuff and the fact that the long version of it is in terrible terrible quality. Yeah. And that the shorter version that's in good quality was on VH1 and had the terrible acting in it yeah, is so really like just yeah. solidified the time capsule all the True. versions of the video this really is, just encapsulate.
1: Yeah. It's a very pick your poison moment <laughs> as far as videos go. Do you want poor quality and no cheese or would you like cheese and better quality? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can't choose. You can't choose? Well, I didn't pick the video as the time capsule. I just picked the song, The Purple Medley, which is like Prince taking 11 minutes to sing us some of his favorite moments of his career, you know, with Prince quote-unquote dead. Yeah. This is a retrospective, but it's not dismissive as he was of his back catalog at some points too it's done with care and creativity and with a proper amount of reverence but also a respectful amount of new twists and turns and i think it's a little overlooked as a prince remix long version just because it's unique and that it you know incorporates 24 25 26 different songs i think it can get swept under a rug sometimes and um it's definitely a little piece of overlooked Prince history. So that's my time capsule.
0: Okay. Excellent. All right. The C, the thing that we like the least, probably I have to choose Kirk J's B side remix. Ouch. Because not because I didn't enjoy it, uh-huh. but there's only one B side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the name alone.
0: Yeah. And sure. it just, you know, and it was a little choppier than mm. the purple medley. And there was so much of the Continental slash. That's true. Tell me how you want to be done at the end. Yeah. I could have done with a truncated version of that and enjoyed it just as much. Yeah.
1: You're looking for a Kirk J's B-sides remix edit? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: There we go. Or just a, you know, a remix that actually had mostly B-sides. I think that could have been really great and really
1: successful. Yeah. Well, because he has a ton of great B-sides. Yes, exactly. Which calls. For me, there wasn't one track that's a complete low point in this episode. So I'm going to go with the Purple Medley edit. Okay. Just because it cuts off far too quickly. And some of my favorite moments are in the middle and at the end of the Purple Medley. So... (laughs) I can't see myself ever bothering to go and listening to the Purple Medley edit if I have access to the 11-minute version. Um, yeah. It's not like some other songs we've heard where we wish, you know, or I, this could be shorter and I'd be fine with it. Uh huh. I understand why they did it. I understand why it was included on the maxi single or whatever you want to call this thing. Um, but it'll be a skippable moment for me for that reason. Totally fair.
0: Totally yeah. fair. All right, and then The Mountain. Let's hear it. All right, Stone. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the thoughtful lyrics mm-hmm. and the range in his voice. Mm-hmm. Like he really let his voice shine. Instead of putting a ton more instrumentation behind it, and I like a lot of lyrics. When she, I like songs with a lot of lyrics because they're fun true. to sing. Well,
1: that's true. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. I yeah. should have considered that when I was thinking of what you might pick as your <laughs> mountain. <laughs> Look for the one with the most words. You're so competitive when it comes to these choices. You always are trying to guess which one I'm going to do. And not out of competitiveness; it's more curiosity. Oh, okay. What is she going to like? Huh because how am I competing with you what do well, I, I don't get know. if I like pick the you're same thing the
0: winner if you guess what i was going to choose
1: i have yet to receive a prize for doing this <laughs> podcast and it's been so long i get lots of gratitude and personal pleasure out of it but there's not trophies or anything
0: well I'll keep that in mind
1: <laughs> here's your co-host trophy for all my other trophies that i've collected throughout my life that i have on display in our home <laughs> What's your mountain? Uh, my mountain was going to be, until this morning, it was going to be for a portion of the Purple Medley, which is okay. going to be the let's work portion that I've always been drawn to mm-hmm. of the song with the music and the guitars and the keyboards and Prince's re-singing in his falsetto it was just my favorite portion of that medley and that was going to be my mountain.
0: Okay, so what happened this morning that changed your mind?
1: I listened to everything again and I find myself wanting to put Stone on repeat oh. over and over and over again and uh, this morning I thought, you know, I, sh- I really have to go with Stone. It's unfair because I love the purple medley I love that it's re recorded. I love the thought of Prince trying to arrange this whole thing in his mind because it goes in 20 some odd different directions and Uh trying to make it a cohesive thing, even mixing in ballads and an upbeat song. Yeah. But Stone is so unique uh, for the reasons you just covered that it's a simple beat and a little bit of just guitar strumming and his voice carries the entire thing it's unique in his catalog and part of that is because it's co-written by someone else which Mm -hmm. is not something that happens a lot with him especially from the 90s forward you know he's pretty much his own in his own musical direction and he's going to sing what he writes there's not an awful lot of collaboration going on there and this was a clear collaboration that kind of gave it a different feel from your average Prince song. And it's a shame that it's sitting on a shelf somewhere and you can't hear it easily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my Awesome. Mountain. Great. Yeah. Oh, we agree. We agree. That's always fun. I expect my trophy in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so next time, yes, please on tell us in the sea, we are, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> 1994, 1995 tunnel that we've been in for months uh we are going to listen to a live show. The good news is there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The bad question mark news is that I think it's going to take us two episodes to get through. Oh, Cuz it's okay. a 2 hour show. Okay. Um it was a show that the artist formerly known as Prince performed at Glam Slam in Miami in the wee hours of June 8th, 1995. So technically not his real birthday, June 7th, but Uh uh, the show is among fans called 37 slash two because it's Prince's 37th birthday and the artist formerly known as Prince's second Second birthday. birthday. And he covered many of the songs that we have talked about over the last number of episodes. Um, So it'll be fun to take a look back on. And I think since it's a two hour show, it'll be something we have to split in a couple episodes
0: okay well we'll we'll give it a listen and we'll make that decision later so we're not gonna promise two episodes if we think we can do it all in one but if we feel like we need to split it into two Mm -hmm. we'll do that
1: we don't want to rush it my next trophy is going to be coming in the form of there were two episodes (laughs) put this on your (laughs) show
0: Thank you so much for listening. We know that you make a choice when you listen to us and we so appreciate it. We don't just come on the radio. You pick us and we are honored when you do that. And if you would rate and review, that helps people find us. Share us with your friends. You know, you got somebody, a purple somebody in your life who hasn't heard us yet. Share us with them because it's more fun to talk about a podcast with a friend after you've listened than it is to just listen to yourself.
1: So very true. Or you
0: can send me a message and I'll talk with you about it. (laughs) That's fine, too. (laughs) All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks for
1: listening. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.